Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast, folks. It's Friday. I told you on Tuesday that on Friday we were going to give you Attack of the Skull. Yeah. Attack of the Sequels. I said Attack of the Skulls as a spoiler alert because there are some skulls in this one. And they're creepy. What were they from? Aliens? We don't know. <laughs> Ghosts. Anyway, that's for later. I'm making you guys wait for that one. You're gonna, you, if you love Indiana Jones, you're going to have to wait and outrun this boulder behind you. <laughs> that is just that are the rest of the sequels. I'm, I'm actually I'm running in place right now. Only Phil can see me running in place. Uh, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. Guys, here's what we normally do. We normally have a guest on. Um, like last week, we had Conrad Thompson, Rick, uh, who's from the Ric Flair Show. He's from uh, Something to Wrestle With, uh, both on MLW Radio. Huge guest. Huge, huge for us. Um, I, I think I did okay with him. I feel like I probably could have been a little less nervous, which is hilarious to say that. I'm a very honest person, folks. If you were ever to meet me live and in person, uh, you would know I'm pretty upfront. Would you agree with that, Phil? That yeah. Sometimes emotionally, I even just spout out things. Just crazy that stuff. Hard on your sleeve, for sure. I mean, it could be about a podcast guest. It could be about parking. I I would just sometimes <laughs> just react. Just I just react sometimes. Anyway, um, I thought it was a good guest. Yeah, it was a great but episode. We, that's a normal episode. We normally have a guest on. They talk about a movie they pick, and we break it down. I mean, we break it down now. But this episode is Attack of the Sequels. And I picked out, Phil and I picked out five sequels that were really bad. And I asked the question, why? Why was this made? Why? Why? (laughs) Why? Dear God, why? Dear Lord, what have we done to deserve this? (laughs) Because I think that studios make sequels thinking, oh, well, of course they're going to, of course they want Gummy Bears 2, the sequel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's not a Gummy Bears 2. There's not a Gummy Bears 1 movie. But you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, saying? Okay. Ca- Casper the Friendly Ghost 2. I don't know why I'm talking about kids' movies. And before we get into some of these horrible sequels, we should say horrible. that there are a lot of really great sequels out there. Let's, we're not hating on sequels. Oh, we're going to cover. General. We'll cover those at the very end. I want to say the great those sequels. The, yeah, there are some awesome sequels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you folks at home, tweet the awesome sequels. Tweet me some horrible, horrible, horrible sequels. Um, I don't know what that last one was. Like a dying water buffalo. Um, add up one horrible movie. That's our that's our Twitter handle. Like us on Facebook. You can go on our Facebook and tell us about some bad sequels. And um, just make it happen, yo. You know, make it happen. Um, we have an email. We have a horrible movie phone, 417-319-4677. Call us up. Tell us about a horrible movie. Tell us about a horrible sequel. Oh, sequels are the best horrible movies. And uh, really, that's about it. We're a Revolver Podcast Network podcast. But without any more ado, we give you Attack of the Sequels. Brought to you by the Horror Movie Podcast and Valora Life. All right, Phil. Check it out. 
I am going to lead off here and tell you about a sequel that you're going to love. You know why you're going to love it? It has R2-D2 in it. I love him. It has C-3PO in it. Great. It has Yoda in it. I'm on board. Bring it on. <laughs> uh, it also has... If you say episode seven, I will I will shoot you in the head right nope. now. Nope. It has... Uh, it also has... Although Yoda wasn't in. No, he seven. wasn't. It also has Anakin Skywalker in it. This can't go wrong, right? No. But it does go wrong. Now, here's how wrong it went. Budget... 111 or 115 million dollars. That's a big budget. What, what movie are we talking about? We're talking about Phantom Menace. Episode one. Episode okay. one. The Phantom Menace. Star Wars Episode One. The Phantom Menace. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the Force. You believe it's this boy? He can see things before they happen. He can help you. The force is unusually strong with him. He was meant to help you. Anakin! Tell us to take off! Will I ever see you again? What does your heart tell you? Are you sure about this? Trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know? Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. I sense much fear in you. The boy is dangerous. They all sense it. Why can't you? Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. <laughs> it... It's budget one hundred fifteen million dollars. Box office, a lot more than that, folks. Its box office was one billion dollars. That's insane. So you said, well, but people are listening to this saying, well, that must be you must be insane. We must be insane for saying this is a horrible movie and it's a bad sequel. Now it's episode one, but it's a sequel from the original franchise. Okay, let's talk about that original franchise briefly. Um, what's your favorite thing about Star Wars, Phil? Um, like the franchise favorite, in general, the favorite whole character, thing. favorite plot. What? What? When you were little, because that's when I first yeah. saw. What was the first thing that wrapped you up and th- you made you just love Star Wars? Um, I loved the the good versus evil. Like, um, I, I think kids are kind of. Um, you know, your son does this all the time. Like he wants to know who's the good guy, who's the bad yes. guy. And so I think kids kind of initially gravitate towards that. Um, Luke in all white, uh, Darth Vader in all black. And Emperor it's it's kind of this yin and yang kind of fight um, for for power. Um, I, I was really enthralled with just like their superpowers. They're almost kind of uh, magicians. Like they can do like magical things. Um uh, lightsabers are always cool. I I, I think the, probably the biggest set piece moment for me um, of the original trilogy was Empire Strikes Back on Hoth yes. when the walkers are coming in and they're shooting back and yes. then firing the t- tow cables and wrapping them around. I will never forget watching that scene as a kid. I just I wanted to watch that over, over and over and over again. again. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was 
and this is going to sound weird maybe, the gray, the gray area that some of these characters had in Han. Guys, mm. folks, I'm going to tell you right now. Listen, Han fired first, okay? <laughs> and it's okay. Did he, you think Greedo was going to let him walk out of there alive? Or if, if not in bondage, in chains? Yeah. He had to protect himself. <laughs> and guess what? He's a smuggler. It's okay that he fired first. Settled here on the... We took care podcast. of it. Anyway, his neck didn't go over like in the stupid <laughs> uh, fixed the 97 version right, of right. it. Um, I remember watching that and just thinking, that was really dumb. Um, <laughs> the other thing was this. You talk about sets. My my favorite set was on the was on actually on Return of the Jedi when the Emperor uh, when they're on the Death Star 2 basically oh yeah and it's in the Emperor's chamber or whatever and that thing is weird like that big bay window thing yeah. I remember just watching that as a little bit like how do they do that with that outside the battle's going on in the distance you can see it yeah. they're standing there it's like mind blowing and they go, folks they didn't use CGI back then yeah that's crazy unbelievable but you know who does use CGI you know who does use CGI George Lucas, twenty years later, <laughs> he doesn't care for whatever reason. The flip, the, sw- the the switch has been flipped. He'll do entire characters. Oh in my gosh, folks! I'm just gonna say this right now: three syllables. That that that, and you've heard <laughs> this a billion fear. times. You've heard this a billion <laughs> times, folks. You know, Jar Jar Binks, and I think if they'd taken him out of there and not had that sort of a character, that this movie might have been. Somewhat uh, salvageable because you have an awesome bad guy in Darth Maul. An awesome, why did they get rid of him so quickly? Oh, I don't know. They could have brought him back for two more movies. Who cares? Uh, they didn't really do that with any of the characters from the original no. trilogy. Weird. Even they, like, um, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, Bounty Hunter. Gosh. Boba Fett. Yeah. I mean, he's in yeah. more than one film. Qui-Gon Jinn was killed off quickly, really, yeah. technically. And they brought him back as a ghosty, right? No, did they? No, no, they didn't, did they? No, yeah, weird. He, yeah, that actor is only in the first one. Yeah, he is. Anyway, so folks, yeah, there you go. There's a sequel, not very good, and uh, the really death nail is just the child acting for me too. Yeah, Jar Jar was bad enough, but my gosh, Jake Lloyd as it's, a child actor, and I understand, folks, he's a little kid, man, but set it up better than this. He was really awful, and then in the next movie, they replaced him with. Uh, Hayden Christ- Hayden Christensen, yeah, and he is a cardboard cutout. I ever saw one. Yeah, My he, gosh, he's just a, a wine ball like the entire time yeah. he's on screen. I just I, I get so tired of his voice. And the him, Queen Amidala stuff where she's in disguise is lame. And who wants to see all this bureaucratic space bureaucracy film? Yeah, really? Like yeah. C-SPAN. C-SPAN thinks this is boring. Right. Right. Anyway, yeah, I, I thought the um, though like visually it was pretty cool to yeah. watch. Um, I I didn't think that the pod racing was it didn't really fit in this in the typical plot line storyline of the universe. Like all of the stories have been about some kind of galactic war that's going on. I mean that's that's in the name right. Star Wars, but there's literally nothing war 
going on. It's it's literally just a kind of a scuffle between Anakin and his um, his mother and yeah, like and, and their, Watto. Yeah, the ward. Yeah, Watto guy and um, and like the the bad guy or whatever. Sebulba. Sebulba that they have to defeat. But there, it, it felt so small time and so minuscule. Now the rest of the movie, like the second half of the film, gets into wars with, between the droids and the. Um, and uh, the Gungans and all that kind of stuff. But, and that gets a bigger set piece, but the first half of the movie is just so confusing to me. I'm just like, where did that come Very from? Very weird. And, and the big thing with it was, um, you know, I think that was Lucas's attempt at submerging you in some day to day in that universe. But why is, why this for day to day? And at any point, Liam Neeson could have said, okay, these are slaves. Uh, lightsaber and just like mm-hmm. cut them in half and killed Watto and Sebulba and and it it's like the uh, prime directive from Star Trek well, we can interfere with the people yes you can you already did what you, you stole a kid from his mom basically yeah. weird after all, all this talk on the movie I th- still think we've buried the lead I mean I, I guess Treasure Binks is the real lead but the second the second lead for me uh, if you want to uh, if someone's wearing a Star Wars t-shirt and you want to make them just really really mad just walk up to them and say one word midi-chlorians oh man I, and they, they, when I when I was watching that movie as a high school kid, yeah. and I was very easy to please when I was in, in high school. I, you know, if it looks cool and had kind of a fun plot going on, I'd, I'd be excited about it. But they started describing midichlorians and how that is like basically the chemical makeup of the force. I was just I, I was just like groaning in my yeah, seat. I was just like, oh my gosh! And in the original trilogy, you were kind of led to believe that anyone could kind of attune and grow into the force, right? And that's not the case. Like you're no. born, you're born with it. Yeah. Do you, how many mini chlorines do you have? That's what it comes down to. It's weird. How, what's your ACT, ACT score? What's your SAT score? <laughs> That's what's going to determine where you're at, Anakin. What a disappointment. You're off the chart. He scored a 36 on the ACT Yeah. with his mini chlorine level. Good job. High yeah. five. Then he had to study. Um, anyway, so there you go. And I, I love the Star Wars movies, all, all of them, but that one's, that <laughs> one's tough to go back to. Like, I can go... You've heard of, like, the Machete Order, like which order you watch the movies in. Like a lot of people just say, don't even watch the first one because it has nothing to do with the plot. Yep. Overall, it's, it's hard to go back and watch. It is hard. You know what else is hard to go back and watch? Um, but you know, it's not hard. Okay. Let me say this. You know, what's not hard to go back and watch dumb and dumber. The original movie. What do you think yeah. about, what do you think about dumb and dumber? Uh, like no hyperbole here at all. Like it's, it's not, honestly, not even any hyperbole. No, not even any hyperbole. Just it. not even hyperbole. None of that. None of that. Go ahead. Um, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's it's probably in my top. It's probably in my top five, Jack. I'm serious. What's your favorite thing from the? What's your favorite? Oh gosh, uh, so it made me some saying. What's a saying that you like the most? I got um, one in my head that I always crack up at. I mean, that, I can think of several. I, I can tell you the one that I thought of the other day, and, and and this, I mean, I think, I think I probably think about that movie way too much, like more than like a, a human should at this time in history, like in 2016. That came out in 1994. <laughs> Did so, it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so um, my wife and I, my wife hates this movie, by the way, um, but she does think that certain things are funny. Uh, every winter. Uh, when every winter it comes around and my wife gets like really, really cold really easily because uh, she's super yeah. thin and all uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Um, I, I always say, oh, um, you know, she, I, she'll say, my hands are freezing. And, I, and I'll say, um, oh, you know, I've got this extra pair. Of, I'm wearing two <laughs> pairs of gloves here. You, you can have one. I love that scene where they're like rolling around in the snow. Yeah. Um, 
when they get to Colorado finally. I like it whenever <laughs> Jim Carrey <laughs> talks. Um, what's her name? Ha- Swanson or whatever her name is. Um, or he calls Clark Samsonite. So, yeah. Uh, it, it, he says, "Just what's the percentage chance? What's a you know what chance do I have with you? Just a guy like you guys think what does he say? A girl like me and a guy like you. Uh-huh. What sort of a chance?" And she goes, "I don't know. Maybe." One in a one, trillion, or one in a million chance, maybe, or <laughs> and then later on he kept, when she's like, "I didn't steal your money, he did," and then he, and 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 he goes, "Oh, great! What was all that one in a million talk earlier about?" <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I say that sometimes. Well, and it. and that line that you you skipped over, but like one of the most quoted lines in that movie is, "So you're saying there's a chance." So you're saying there's a chance. I still hear people say that. Quote all the time. Gosh, I love it. But you know what was not to be loved was Dumb and Dumber 2. This is is the, like, direct sequel with the same actors that came out a couple years ago. We're not talking about Dumb and Dumberer. Yeah, or. Which was different actors. Yeah, or, yeah, which was Although that was also bad, but. It was really bad. There he is again. Almost two decades and he still comes. How you doing, buddy? Brought you your favorite candies. Come on, Lloyd, you gotta get over her. Mary Samsonite was just a girl. That's it, kid. Come on, come on, come on. Spit it out. God, yeah! <laughs> Wait a minute. So you mean you have been faking for 20 years? Mm-hmm. And it was all for a gag? Yep. That's. Awesome! <laughs> right. oh, oh. Why don't you roll me inside? We'll get the nurse to take the catheter out of me. We don't need nurses for that. But don't you have to... Ah! Ah! I like what you've done with the place. Who's this? Oh, that's Butthole. I found him out in the alley. Why'd you name Butthole? Because of this. Good name. Totally fits. It's a postcard from Freda Felcher. Harry, I'm pregnant. Please call me. What do you think it means, Harry? Lloyd, I'm going to be a dad. Ah! Look at the postmark. 1991. I had a daughter. I gave her up for adoption. What if we go track her down? You're hot for my daughter. What? Am I right? What? Am I right? That's inside. I know she'll appreciate all the trouble you've gone to to find her. Let's call her. It's ringing! Whoever this is, we're in the middle of something very important here. This is your dad. What? Hey, guys, I know this is weird timing, but I gotta take this. It's my dead dad. She's got me on hold. Mikey? Yeah, Grant. I've got the diamonds. Mikey's listening. They're underneath me. Did you hide them inside this turkey? They're just above the giblets. There's no diamonds in here. And you're not my grandson. Harry, she's got me. She's really clamping down. (laughs) You can cross that one off your bucket list. (laughs) I'm gonna give you this one. Budget, $50 million. What's the box office? Do you know? If you know it, don't tell it. Um, I haven't looked it up yet. Um, okay, so did it make money? Did it not make money? I, I gotta say no. I, I would. My guess would be forty million. Fifty million dollar budget. It made at the box office one hundred and sixty nine million. Oh, I would never guess. How's that, that possible? Um, this movie really, guys. It's like they go on another journey, but there's this weird love interest 
with um I don't know anyone who saw this in theaters, Jack. I don't I don't think that I don't see how the numbers correct. I don't either. Um but <laughs> Harry and Lloyd, uh one of them, what is it? They have been in an insane asylum, right? Well, yeah, just Lloyd has. Lloyd yeah. has. Yeah, he Okay, so that and that's one of the only funny moments in the movie. I, I by and large the the movie unfortunately wasn't that funny, um which was really unfortunate because the first one's just downright hilarious. Um the Lloyd has been in an insane asylum for like 20 years or something like that, basically since the last movie wrapped. And uh Harry uh am I getting it mixed up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Jim, get Jim Carrey is Lloyd. Jim is Lloyd okay, yeah. and Jeff is so, Harry. Yeah, I'm saying it right. So Harry comes and visits him uh it's his birthday or it's his anniversary of being in the in the insane asylum, I think yes. it is. He brings him a cake and everything like that and he's and and Lloyd's just like drool, drooling <laughs> like there's like drool coming out of the side of the side of his face and he's in a wheelchair like he's basically a vegetable that's yes. being like wheeled around the the garden or whatever. And then um he um basically comes out and says that he's been punking him for the last 20 years he's like i was just fooling i'm not really insane you know jokes on you or whatever i you know i got you for 20 oh, years just like gosh. it was kind of funny but at, at that point you kind of knew what that was going to be the whole rest uh. of the movie those lame kind of long tail jokes that don't really stand up this is a fairly brothers movie but it didn't it didn't feel like that no and it didn't it just didn't feel as fun the whole thing did not feel as fun um Man, so bad. Um, I, I guess really, like I said, overall pretty horrible. When you look at the box office, you you got to assume that, and I'm sure the Warner Brothers was wanting to do the same thing. Um, you know that I, I think a lot of the movies on our list are doing, which is basically to say, let's if we make this movie, we'll get at least the same number of people that went to go see and loved the first movie. Right. And if that's true, then we'll make our money and we'll, and we'll burn profit. And maybe that is what happened. Maybe maybe enough people went. And res- I don't know. It was just bad, and and it was like they tried to do some of the same old jokes, and it just hit flat for the most part. And uh, man, vomit. It, it was just. I mean, a lot of the jokes were just, and there was a lot of retread in this movie too. Like um, the the jokes that landed in the first one, like the pretty bird, pretty bird stuff from the first movie mm-hmm. with the you know the blind kid, whatever. They they bring the blind kid back, and he's like an adult now, but um, he's they're still doing the pretty bird comedy around him as an adult. It's like you guys have to come up with new jokes. Like yeah. you can't do the same jokes all over again. It wasn't that that funny. Like the, the that part that, wasn't that funny. Yeah. The people that love the first movie have seen it so many times that they can quote it and they can they can tell you exactly what happens in certain scenes. So you don't need to remind them of it in the second film and hopefully hopefully they'll like hope that they'll laugh again at the same jokes. It was uh so, it was rough to yeah. say the least. So. I was really excited about seeing that movie because I loved the first one so Although, much. And and it was like uh that's one of those movies that when they used to rerun it on TBS all the time, I'd be like, I'm watching this movie all day. Here we go. <laughs> um next movie on the list. Um, I don't know if you've ever been on a city bus, Phil. Have you ever been on a city bus in any city? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know that I've told you this before, um, even though we've known each other for years. Apparently, you don't know me very well because I'm going to tell you something you don't I know. I don't know. I don't know about your transportation history, sir. So every time... Tell me your transportation history, Phil. Uh, just about just about every time that Jessica and I go on vacation, especially if it's to a bigger city. We've been to Chicago, we've been to New York, we've been mm-hmm. to San Francisco. Uh, we specifically intend to and enjoy riding public transit. So mm-hmm. we, we do public transit everywhere we go uh, right. for the most part. Yeah. So. I've ridden in cities, I've ridden a lot of like the L train and things mm-hmm. like that. 
uh, it's Chicago, fun. Denver, it, places We don't like live that. in a big city area here in, no. in this part of the country, but um, but in, like you go to New York City, like yes. that's the only way to get around. Right. So, like you're, you're going to hop, hop on the subway or hop on the bus. Right. So, Speaking yeah. of buses, um, I don't know if you've – have you ever been on one that uh, was had any terrorist activity that takes it over the bus? I don't think so. Well, this is a daily occurrence for Sandra Bullock. Um, mm. In fact, there's two scenarios in her life where modes of transportation were actually taken over. The first one was Speed, the movie Speed, starring her and Keanu Reeves. And it was a hit. A runaway hit, if I might say. Boo-hoo! Speed! Huge hit. Um, it kind of made her career, right? Like, she hadn't really done anything. No, it, um, it was one of those movies that Sort of kind of set up a genre, kind of a fast mm-hmm. speed kind of scenario, no pun intended, genre. And I think after that, you got the likes of the, uh, you know, like a Fast and Furious franchise. That's this, uh, it's a it, thriller. It's sort of, but it's sort of in the same vein as, um, oh, like Die Hard movies and things like that, where it's action, action. I mean, even the poster, and you guys can't see it, but the poster here, I look at it and I think, <laughs> I, that's what I think of when I see it. It's like uh, this bus coming out of a flaming inferno yeah. with Keanu's head on it. It reminds me a lot of a Bruce Willis you know, um, thing. Uh, the original Speed, by the way, you ready for this one? $30 million budget, and it made $350 million. Oh, I was going to get so ob- 300 Yeah, so obviously 20th Century Fox, who owns the property, is like, uh, we're going to make another we movie. Do another we one. have to. Uh, but we want to get every- – actually, Jeff Daniels is in this one too, back-to-back on this one. Oh, yeah, same – okay, gotcha. Yeah, Weird. from Dumb and Dumber. Harry. Um, anyway, <laughs> but he's not Harry in this. He's Harry. Oh, he is Harry. He's Harry Temple in this what? movie. <laughs> what? All right, anyway. So we Jeff Daniels. That way. Sorry, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but this is a good one. I don't think he's in the second one. Um, so check it out. Um, runaway hit. All we have to do is get our friend Keanu Reeves to sign on. And this is going to be perfect. It's gonna The stars will align. We're going to strike gold again. Okay, so we talked to Keanu. Keanu, uh, we would like you to be in a sequel to Speed. Cool. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do whatever you say. Okay. Uh, what? What am I? Uh, what's? What, what's kind of? What am I driving? A car? <laughs> no. A plane? No. Uh, a, a, a paddle boat? No. <laughs> you're you're gonna drive. You're gonna drive. Hear me out. A cruise liner. Total silence. Um, you know, the Matrix is like five years away so Keanu has nowhere else to go other than I guess maybe do point break was that after this <laughs> anyway Keanu says no when Keanu says no to your movie folks it's a bad sign it's a bad sign luckily for us so Jason is it Jason Patrick is that who's in the other one um, Jason Patrick who he's actually in the second the second season of one of my favorite shows that been on lately Wayward Pines anyway Jason Patrick does not care he, Yes, I want to be in a major release motion picture. Sure. Yes, I want to star next to Sandra Bullock. <laughs> and Sandra Bullock apparently has no wor- no qualms about getting a huge paycheck. And really, folks, now we're left with Alex Shaw. That's Jason Patrick, is an undercover cop who's actually um, on a SWAT team. Hello. Mr. Kinter. Uh, oh, you're back again. Yeah, I wanted to make up for last week. 
I remember seeing this in theaters when, when it first came out. And I was so pumped. I, I, I'm not afraid to admit, Jack, I had a little bit of a crush on Sandra Bullock when I was in high school. Well, she's good looking. Yeah. I can't lie about that. She's I, very she was probably lady. my my favorite. I had posters up in my room. Yeah. Like I was, I was way into Sandra Bullock she's for beautiful. several years. She's a beautiful lady. She's still a beautiful lady. Yeah. Twenty years later, she's beautiful. And she, she got she got like twelve million for this movie. You have to you have to think that Keanu probably got offered the same amount and he turned it down. Isn't that amazing? He read he read the script one time. He was like, "I'm out. I'm not doing that." Uh, <laughs> so really, and you saw this in theaters. What was the theater yeah. experience like? Um, I mean, it was packed. I, I think we must have gone on opening weekends or, you know, the week after that or something like that, but it was pretty full. Um, I don't remember if the people that I went with liked it or not. Um, I remember being pretty so-so on it, if if not, you know, disliking it, but I don't know. I mean, just the whole premise is so stupid <sighs> that this boat has to go <laughs> keep a certain speed or whatever. I mean, it, there's how many other vehicles can there really be out there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so the director, DeBont, was contractually obligated to direct Speed 2. He had to do it. Oh, wow. Um, was paid 5 to $6 million to do the sequel. And, uh, you know, he expected everybody to reprise the role. Lots of ideas were shot at him, okay? Um, uh, he turned down uh, – he had this recurring nightmare that uh, about a experience uh, of being on a cruise ship and crashing – a cruise ship into an island and they had all kinds of other ideas a plane that has to fly through the Andes mountains but cannot go over 10,000 feet 
Uh, that was an idea that was thrown out there. All kinds of other ideas, and they landed on the cruise ship. Gosh. William Defoe plays Geiger, the main villain. And he's a pretty good villain, really. Um, man, what a bad movie. But anyway, that's for another day, really, to talk about how bad it was, other than the fact that folks... Uh, there's a, actually a full-scale set of this, by the way, and they built the front third of a cruise ship. There's this picture online, and it is it is unbelievable how huge this thing is. The set. That has to be one of the oh, largest wow. sets ever created. Yeah, they spent a lot of money on that. I mean, it's gigantic. Golly. Uh, Sandra Bullock has come out to say um, that that she regrets doing the movie. Like that's always really bad press when your main actress comes out and says, no, I, I should never. Absolutely. Done uh, budget was 110 million and it made at the box office, 164 million. Phil, your $5 or whatever you paid back then went to a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. It helped him get over. It helped him get over the hump. It has one of the worst, uh, rotten tomato scores on the site. 3%. Um, I, I wouldn't mind going to doing this as a full episode. I think, like I said, this was, a, this was the, <laughs> nothing else was a good recruiting mission to know that, uh, uh, we've got some other movies here in the tank. We can do very quickly. Um, another one. And now, so let me segue here. This is a movie we've actually already done on the podcast, Phil. Yeah. And it's called Zoolander. Number two. Number two. Zoolander two. Let's talk about Zoolander. The very, the original one. And, um, what did you think about Zoolander? It came out in 2001, and this movie came out in 2016, a 15-year difference. And that's just like Dumb and Dumber. Um, I mean, it's a sh- shorter gap. Uh, Dumb and Dumber was like 20 years it or was something 20. like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's always a bad sign when it takes that long to come up with a sequel. But, no, the original uh, Zoolander movie, I, I remember wa- watching that and re-watching it over and over again in college. It was... Um, it was that and the Evil Dead trilogy. There were certain uh, movies that we watched over and over and over again, yep. and Zoolander was They're one of them. Go-tos, man. Um, I mean, I just really like the actors um, in the original movie. Um, Will Ferrell, like, he was coming off of SNL, but he hadn't done a lot of movies, yes, right? Yes, Before so, that movie, but he um, was so brilliant in yeah, it. Yeah, and he really he got to. get to play off on a lot of things and became kind of a breakout star in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know that I had seen Owen Wilson before the original Zoolander. Um, I, I certainly remember a lot of movies after he did that role, but I don't think I'd seen him in anything. But what, he was hilarious. Um, ben Stiller obviously was very, very funny. Uh, coming off of uh, There's Something About Mary and, and, and other films that he had done. But um, I'll never forget the, the gas station oh, scene where they just the spring ga- the, each other the down. Gas station, the gas fight. <laughs> this fun gas fight, man. So good, and like I think at the time, like, and the, and we'll talk about the second one here is about why it fails. But I think the first one succeeded so much because there was a lot of humor and just kind of poking fun at the fashion industry at that time, like at the early two thousands. Whereas now it just doesn't translate. Like I don't feel like people are talking about runways and models and stuff like that like they were in the early two thousands. And it's um, kind of. Um the fashion industry in general is not as popular as far as mainstream because of how judgy those people come off very judgy. Yeah. You better be really thin. You better be very attractive. Right. And our society is starting to kind of trend more toward, Hey, be okay with your own, in your own skin. We don't have to, you know, eat a, you know, uh, I've about said a Triscuit, but, uh, Triscuits are fried and they're probably too much fattening food. You know, you, you can eat more than a one pea for lunch. It's fine. Yeah. 
I, I think for me, the original movie in one word was satire. Like it, it felt satirical. It was kind of poking fun at our culture mm-hmm. uh, and, and foreign culture as well. And I didn't feel like the new movie, the second movie had anything new to say right. on the subject. So whereas I had laughed at like, oh man, that's really funny. That's really clever how they were saying this or, or that about the world that we live in. The second movie didn't have anything new to say at all. Yeah, and it was like uh, just shtick over and over yeah. again. He was once the world's most famous male model. Even his looks were household names. Latigra, Magnum, and of course, Blue Steel. But that was a long, long, long time ago. Old LeMay? We were a joke out there. I guess fashion's changed. Meet the biggest supermodel in the whole world is all. Are you like a male model or a female model? All is all. I think he's asking, do you have a hot dog or a bun? <laughs> Oops. Derek Zulander, I'm with Interpol. I need your help. She's hot. I trust her. Someone's trying to kill the world's most beautiful people. Oh, fudge! Peace out, world. All of them died with your signature look. This is blue steel, right? We need you to infiltrate the world of high fashion. We're back! Yeah! Are you sure Zoolander is the right man to help us? Hey, handsome! Ah! What the f- is your problem? God help us all. You were a miles in. I'm sorry, I can't understand a word that you're saying. <laughs> There's only one criminal mastermind who could be behind all this. Prison changed me! I am bad to the core now! Talk! Where's my latte? How am I supposed to stop Mugatu? I'm the Mama Pajamba! I'm the Mama Pajamba! You're Derek Zoolander. He stopped a Chinese throwing star with a look. Flash me that beautiful Magnum. Wait, Magnum, now! Oh! You have this! Oh! Yeah. Tequila! Oh! Maybe we could try a washcloth. Ah! Oh! Uh, $50 million budget, 56 million dollars box office it's barely so it only made out. one um it only made one mil uh excuse me six million over over budget which that would that's pretty be, much a loss it's big loss anyway good times zoolander 2 folks I go back talk. and listen to that episode yeah it's a good episode and um yeesh <laughs> shiza <laughs> Um, okay, it's like, it's like Cameo City, by the way. Mm, the it's a film. cast of thousands, and there's so much <laughs> stuff going on that you just shake your head and go, "What the heck?" <laughs> I think you said on that episode that you laughed three times. Yeah, it was three three times laugh. My wife was on that episode with a, with me, and um, she laughed more than that. But she did agree that it was pretty bad. <laughs> she did agree. Um, the final final stop. On the five, the attack of the clones. <laughs> That's the sequel to yeah, Phantom Menace. Um, attack of the sequels. 
is actually a strong movie franchise. Maybe not Star Wars strong, but about as close as you can come in a movie franchise. Um, With a common actor. Yeah, with with a great actor. Indiana Jones. Um, All those movies were awesome. However, this one, not so much. Um, This... So we're talking about the fourth Indiana Jones movie. Yes. Um, this movie has more words in the title than probably any other movie I can I think of. I wonder why they did that. There are, there are nine words in the title. Too many I, words. I thought it was Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. I think you had, you had thought that that was I the title I thought it was too. too. It's actually Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's like a mouthful to say. Yep. And uh, it didn't translate as well. Now it made a lot of money, folks. Nationwide, this one did. Just like all the rest of them. But um, Indiana Jones, friends, let me, let's just take a look at this. Legend says that a crystal skull was stolen from a mythical lost city in the Amazon, supposedly built out of solid gold, guarded by the living dead. Whoever returns the skull to the city temple will be given control over its power. You will. Help us find it. A simple yes will do. So, we will do this old-fashioned way. Put your hands down, will you? You're embarrassing us. This, this movie was so talked about and rumored and anticipated for so many years that I think by the by the time it it came out it just um, you know the crowds were so excited to go see it I don't I don't think people could not go see it when it was in theaters I think that's why it made so much mo- money because you know the th- the three movies that preceded it were so beloved and people were crying out so badly give us a movie give us a movie give us a movie that when they finally got it it was just they couldn't help themselves they didn't want to see it go away we've got uh, 1981's Raiders of the Lost Ark a national treasure right there not to be confused with national treasure which is probably a pretty good rip off not, of yeah, not a national 1984 treasure. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and 1989, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which the Last Crusade was good. It was really good. Sean Connery was in it. Yeah. Um, at playing as his father, you know, playing his father. And like you said, you know, you go 19 years. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? That's a long time. 19 years without a new Indiana Jones movie. And Indiana Jones and King of the Crystal Skulls. I saw this in theater. 
and um, I did not like it. And I thought the ending was lame. And I thought, are we going to spoil the ending? Or mm, we can. It's just one of those where the other three seem plausible, which is kind of hilarious to say that because they're not plausible. But this one invoked aliens, and then you're going, why do you have to go off planet? I yeah, I was actually kind of with the film for the most part until the end. There were some things that were kind of wonky here and there, but when when we got to the climax at the end of the film, and this was like the big payoff um, with aliens, I was just like, "What are they doing?" Because all of the other, all the previous films, all three of the previous films had, had like a spiritual element to it, yes. and two of them were actually like biblical. Yes, um, the the middle one obviously being the exception, but um, but they all had like spiritual influence. Like there was something otherworldly going on, but of this world, like right. of this earth. And right. so I'm just like, why would you bring in beings from another planet into yeah, this franchise? Really, exactly. It was they so were ancient, weird. and they were ancient beings. But um, all right, Phil, we're going to do a little bit of word association. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you three total words, and we're going to see how you score on these and see what your responses are. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Test nuclear test site refrigerator. TV dinner. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> am, I, am I doing this right? <laughs> Flesh-eating ants. Um, picnic. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Transformers. Oh, okay. All three of the things I listed were in this movie. Oh, okay. Refrigerator that he hides in from a nuclear blast. Oh, it's a nuclear? I couldn't remember. It's a le- I must. It better be lead line. The only thing I can think of, this is a lead line fridge, and he knew it. Yeah. And lead protects you from radiation, <laughs> and he hopped in it. Not to mention it would suffocate you if it were airtight. And the vacuums, and anyway, whatever. I don't think Kenmore ever really expected people to use their fridges like that. Or whoever so, was the sponsor you know, for that. Nuclear testing. <laughs> so next, we had... Flesh-eating ants, which several of the Nazis, because we have Nazis in this as well, mm-hmm. get their heads and bodies and everything else eaten by these flesh-eating ants. There, that this is a that was a graphic scene. Do you remember that scene? No, I don't. Nasty. Yeah, I, need to, I need to go. And back the other it. was the the crowning jewel of this person's career. He was basically being groomed to be the extension and the new. Basically, Indiana Jones. They were going to make more movies with him, right? I felt like that's where they were going. And it was just not good. He was Mutt Williams was his name in the movie. His name was Mutt? Mutt Williams. M-U-T. M-U-T-T. Okay. Williams. Dear Lord. (laughs) This was supposed to be like a passing of the torch, right? I felt like like it was supposed to be. But the fact that they're not even talking about a fifth movie means that's probably not going to happen. His name was Mutt. Plays Mutt Williams, and he actually his real name is Henry Jones the Third, though, because he is, he is Indiana Jones's little boy. And he went on to make the Transformers movies after this, right? It was before this. It was during this, kind of around the same time. This is 08. The first Transformer movie. What did it come out? Eighty or Yeah, yeah. Almost said 06. Anyway, Shia LaBeouf. I I just don't. I'm not a big fan. I guess maybe I shouldn't be so ill, but. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I mean, this movie kind of checked all the Indiana Jones boxes, though, right? Like, I mean, it had Nazis in it. it had, yeah. Um, adventure. And, 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 and um, 
it has, and I like this. And I've said this before on 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 this podcast. I like kind of oh um, historical fiction, mm-hmm. and this fits into it. This is kind of revisionist, kind of like fictional fiction history, and so I kind of like concepts like that. But this was too much. And the Crystal Skulls thing was just like, why they have to go there? There's so many other mysteries they could have solved. They could have they could have stolen the Declaration of Independence and used invisible ink to decipher where. Um, the Masons' goal was that, you know, the Freemasons where they've hidden their goal. They could have done that. That's never been done. Anyway, um, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Phil, I want you to name me one sequel that is awesome. Um, you know, I didn't watch these when I was. I certainly didn't watch. I wasn't even around when the movies first came out, and I didn't never watch them as a kid. But um, in late high school and in college. Multiple times I watched the Godfather series, and honestly, like the God, the first Godfather mo- movie is iconic. I mean, there are so many classic scenes, the horse, and uh, you know all kinds of you know, um, you know, on this the day of my father's yeah, wedding or exactly, whatever, exactly. like all these different lines and stuff like that. But honestly, I I like the Godfather Part Two better. Like I, I like the second film better than the, the the original movie. Um, I felt like the story had come along a little bit better, and they developed the character. It was more and, focused. Like yeah. I felt like the first one was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Now, granted, they had to set up a lot of characters and yes. the whole mafia setup yes. and all that. But I felt like character wise, I was more invested in the characters and the story in the second one. So yeah, that's um, good. Uh, <laughs> hold on, wait for it. Uh, the Dark Knight, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight is great because, obviously, uh, what's-his-face? Uh, Heath Ledger's performance as Joker. Oh, my gosh. Completely off the charts, man. Yeah, it was so good. Um, and, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes, you know what it is? What what, what the rating for Dark Knight is? It's got to be high. 90, uh, it's 90, 90 plus. It's 94%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there a higher movie than that? Yeah, anybody? Um, for a superhero movie, that's really good. It's pretty amazing. Um, and so I felt like, I felt like that... It, that's a solid sequel. My gosh. It's, um, name me another one. Another sequel that's awesome. Hmm. I wasn't prepared for this, Jack. I've got it right here. <clears throat> this is going to be interesting. And this really is more credit for my wife than anything else. Sister Act 2. Yeah. Is great. Yeah, yeah. There's singing. There's dancing. And they somehow... Maintain the magic from the first movie, and it's still great. You like that? You like what I did there? I went Dark Knight to Sister Act Two. <laughs> That's diversity, folks. Yeah, there's no segue between those. Movies. Oh no, there's no way. Whoopi, maybe, maybe, maybe Whoopi ties the knot there. Um, I'll say this as a good third movie, and it's only because I mentioned okay. it. The, the franchise is on my mind because I just talked about it five minutes ago, but um, have you ever seen that Evil Dead movies? Yeah, yeah they're good. Yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell is incredible. By the way, maybe, well, I'll save this for my one more thing at the end, but, um, but I want to talk about a show that's awesome, but um, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are, are pretty good. Evil Dead 2 being better than the first one, but Army of Darkness, the third movie, is great. And it is by yeah. far, I mean, it is like heads and shoulders above the first two movies. But do you think that, you think that movie had, those had kind of developed past that part? I mean, it, it's like, it's like you had, like you're talking about The Godfather, 
how the first one kind of had to lay the groundwork for the next one. Yeah. And the first one, like is Sam Raimi, which is crazy. I mean, he's done way bigger films since evil dead since, since then. I mean, not the least of which being the Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man um, franchise, but um, the first movie, like, it was intended to be kind of comedic. There's definitely some funny things that happen in it, but it, it's by far the most serious mm-hmm. of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, I felt like they kind of knew more of what, who they were and what they were trying to do. It wasn't Scream, but it was more parody, like parody of itself kind of thing in the second film. But the third movie is just like full on parody. I mean, they're just like 80 miles an hour, just going crazy and because they developed, they've developed all the any backstory, side story, things and, like that. And I think that's when it really got into its groove is in that third movie. So yeah, if, if you didn't have Evil Dead One and Evil, Evil Dead Two, you would have never gotten Army of Darkness, which is the third movie, and it's incredible. You know what else is incredible is that I can pick a movie. I said that the Dark Knight Dark Knight had ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Guess what Sister Act Two is on Rotten Tomatoes? Seventy seven. Seven percent. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you how long it's been since I've seen it. Whoopi won. Oh no, Whoopi was nominated for uh, an MTV Movie Award though, best comedic performance. <laughs> she still was nominated. Seven MTV will give an award for anything. Apparently, anyway, I thought it was good. <laughs> um, anyway, so folks, let's attack of the sequels. Now, listen, um, some great guests coming up um, next week. Back to some regular episode action, yeah, and uh, just get ready for it. In the meantime, check us out online at One Horror Movie on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Go to revolverpodcast.com. You will not be sorry that you did. Lots of great options on there. Folks, podcasts are awesome because they're free. It's a free download for us. It's free. We, we love doing this. We love bringing this to you. I hope you've enjoyed it. Phil, you have any parting shots? Tell us something you've been into lately. So I, I'm, I'm on a total evil dead kick for some reason I, I did not plan on sharing this tonight but um since we're talking about evil dead so much tonight um did you did you hear about the star i think it's on stars the tv show called ash versus evil dead no I, i've heard of it i've not seen it though. so um i would i would recommend watching the original movies before checking out the show i think you'll get a lot more out of the show having seen the original trilogy of, of films. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you, I did not even watch the remake, the evil dead remake movie that came out a couple of years ago. Um, and, and that's not necessary to enjoy this show. Okay. This show, I'm telling you, it is one of the best. It, it's got comedy. It's got gore. If you're into that kind of thing, it's got plenty of gore, blood and guts. Some of the most disgusting things I've ever seen on television. Um, it's got, uh, you know, the, the, walk, the Walking Dead, Evil Dead, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got an incredible cast, most of which I've never seen before in anything, but they were I, immediately likable. Um, really funny story. Like, it's only 10 episodes, and each episode is like 20, 25 minute type length. So you can watch the whole thing and, you know, three, you can binge in like three and a half hours. Um, Bruce Campbell is at his best. Like, I, I would say I, I probably liked him better in Ash versus Evil Dead than in any of the films mm-hmm. um, before it. Um, it is that that storyline and the and the character development and the way that it progresses is perfect for television. 
Uh, they're going to make a season two, and I couldn't be more excited about it. It is really, really phenomenal. Uh, you don't have to have stars to watch it. You can pick it up. Uh, I, I saw Walmart had it on, on DVD, the entire first season That's on awesome. DVD. So you can, uh, I don't know if you can rent it or, or you have to buy it, but um, you can get it on disc even if you don't have access to stars. But it is incredible. Um, if, if, you, if you like um, parody, like horror parody type, type stuff, uh, absolutely watch the three the three movies that that came out in the 80s and 90s and then wa- and then love this show you will absolutely love it um if you have already watched the films and you've not pulled the trigger on the, t- mm-hmm. the tv show what is wrong with you like jump in and watch the show it is incredible it's really it's one of the funniest things i've seen this year so um i'm just reading about it right now it looks awesome it's it's really good. It's really well shot too. Like I mean, I was mostly talking about plot and actors and stuff, but the the cinematography in it is is really cutting edge. Um, I think as far as TV shows go, and I and I'm saying that having watched all the Netflix stuff that they've been putting out recently, I haven't watched Stranger Things yet. That's on my on my uh, uh, list of shame right now. But um, all the Marvel stuff that Netflix has has been doing has been really well shot. Uh, I think this is the same, if not better. Uh, even than what Netflix has awesome. been doing, it's really, really good. Second season, uh, the first se- first episode of the second season is going to air soon. I think and it's on Stars October second. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so ca- this is a perfect time to catch up. Now you've got by the time you listen to this, you'll have about oh, three you could weeks. Binge watch, folks. You could binge watch ten episodes in no time. Yeah, you'll have three weeks to binge and catch up, and then jump into season two um, when it comes out. If you have Stars, of course. Do it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, really good. Well, Phil, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, sequels are fun. They're really for the whole family. The sequels. Collect the whole set. Sequels. Um, okay. Uh, gotta love it. So, guys, thanks for coming in. Thanks for stopping in this week. That's a, a different episode. I liked it. Yeah, I like to mix it up. Sometimes you gotta mix it up. Sometimes you gotta play it straight. Sometimes you wanna mix it up keeps it interesting you know what else is interesting people people don't give enough credit to one thing you know what it is phil you know what we've had it for years and uh some people rely just on sugar some people rely on uh splenda you know what i sweeten everything with sorghum molasses Kicking your sorghum molasses all over the place. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks, Gussie <laughs> Gus Face. And Beer Wolf in the morning. All right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for stopping in. Hey, and guess what? We didn't have to bleep anybody this episode. Yeah. Yeah, beep. See you guys. Keep it rhythm and nizzle. Can I say that? Probably not. Might have to bleep you out on that. Probably bleep me out on that one. All right. See you later. Woo.